Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. Coming at you from the WCW USHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. 67 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Of course, the rest of our panel, way too tough to handle. Of course, obviously taking it easy, uh, as they will probably be here moment, momentarily, of course, enjoying uh, uh, tonight's episode of AW Dynamite, which we'll be talking about a little bit later in the evening. But, of course, I'm on here, ladies and gentlemen, bringing you, bring you, of course, some uh, pop culture stories, of course, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. I will also, of course, be bringing you some pop culture history and birthdays. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you some wrestling news tidbits, also courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania, to get you prepared for revolution later on in the evening. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here this evening, please call the phone number at 162-0444, caller ID 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you wish to chime in on every anything and everything that we have planned on talking about, talking to you about here this evening. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to, of course, some of the news coming off of 411 Mania here tonight, let us now turn to our Amazon Echo Dot to bring you, of course, some of the top five headlines here, courtesy of our friends at CNN. And of course, I will, of course, start that up by saying the following. Alexa. Current news. Chad, here's your news. From CNN. Good evening. Here are the five things you need to know for Wednesday, August 18th. Our key tasks are to establish and maintain security at the Kabul International Airport. Defend the airport from attack. That's Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley. 
Turkey and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin briefed the media Wednesday on an evacuation plan for the Kabul International Airport in Afghanistan. General Milley says getting Americans out of Afghanistan is priority number one. The U.S. Embassy in Kabul says the U.S. government cannot ensure safe passage to the airport for those looking to flee the country. The security alert tells citizens that space on evacuation flights will now be available on a first-come, first-served basis. At odds with what National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said Tuesday, that the Taliban had committed to allow safe passage to the airport. CNN's chief international correspondent, Clarissa Ward, reports from the ground as gunshots rang near the Kabul airport. We'll say this, uh, the Taliban appears to be trying to disperse the crowds, and there are crowds there of young men who seem to be just engaging in, like, criminal activity. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, they're kind of running towards the Taliban and then um, running away from them again, almost like it's a game. But, you know, when there's bullets firing like that, Brianna and John, it's clearly not a game. Afghanistan's former president, Ashraf Ghani, released a video message on his Facebook page from the United Arab Emirates. News of his whereabouts came days after he fled Kabul as the Taliban closed in on the city. In his message to Afghan citizens, Ghani said events had unfolded in a hasty way and said he had been working to ensure a peaceful transition of power with the Taliban. He says his overall objective for Afghanistan was to maintain peace and avoid bloodshed. Major Afghan cities and provinces, including Kabul, fell to the Taliban with little to no resistance. Ghani was criticized for leaving Afghans to an uncertain fate under the Taliban. The federal government will direct all nursing homes to require COVID-19 vaccinations for staff in order to continue receiving Medicare and Medicaid funds. That's according to Biden administration officials. It's the first time Biden has threatened to withhold federal funds in order to get people vaccinated. Data shows a link between low vaccination rates in certain nursing homes and rising COVID-19 cases among residents. I want to be clear, the president's whole of government vaccination effort is ready to get every American who needs one a booster shot. Pending FDA and ASIP approvals, boosters will be available starting the week of September 20th. That's White House COVID-19 coordinator Jeff Science during a coronavirus briefing Wednesday. In a joint statement, U.S. health officials, including the CDC and the FDA, say COVID-19 booster shots will be offered this fall and starting eight months after an individual's second dose. They say people, including healthcare providers, nursing home residents, and other seniors will likely be eligible for a booster. U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy says the Biden administration's plan to administer booster shots are an effort to stay ahead of the virus. Grace is now a hurricane, barreling toward Mexico and threatening to bring high winds, riptides, storm surge, and up to a foot of rain. The storm has sustained winds of 70 miles per hour with higher gusts. Hurricane Grace is expected to reach the Yucatan Peninsula by early Thursday. That's all for your CNN 5 Things Evening Edition. For more on these stories and the latest news, you can always visit CNN.com. Alexa, stop. And we hereby also thank the Amazon Echo Doc for providing us the stories here tonight. 
course, ladies and gentlemen, as we always talk about, the Amazon Echo Dot is handy. Of course, it will tell you, of course, everything from the from the, from today's date to the time, news, weather. Uh, <clears throat> also, it will, of course, also if you order anything off of Amazon.com, it will, of course, help you keep track of it. Of course, about uh, when it's scheduled to arrive and where where of course the status of your package pretty much and also of course a lot of other interesting things if you're, since if you're not near a smartphone or a computer you can also of course look up of course some interesting facts uh, kind of help of course with everything from your children's schoolwork to a to a bit to business dealings and all that great stuff be sure to pick up an amazon echo dot here today it is a very useful tool I highly, of course, recommend it. That is, of course, the Amazon Echo Dot. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's now go to 411mania.com and bring you some other stories, of course, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. We, of course, always thank them for allowing us here in the WSWUS Radio Network, allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes, don't forget also on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, also, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. And hopefully in the second half of 2021, we hope to, of course, get a lot more of our shows back up on track on TalkShoe. And also, we hope to utilize 411 Mania in those respects there as well. Our first story here, first pop culture story, of course, here of the day, <clears throat> coming from Ashish here tonight, as Robert Durst caused his appearance from the Jinx a big mistake. Robert Durst called his appearance on the 2015 HBO series The Jinx a very, very, very big mistake during testimony at his murder trial on Tuesday. This was reported by this was by this was reported by the rap. The series featured Durst seemingly admitting to murder on a hot mic, saying, What the hell did I do? Killed them all, of course. Durst claimed during his testimony yesterday that what he meant by the statement on the show was, they'll all think I killed them all, of course. Durst made the claim on the show after being presented with evidence that he had notified the police about Susan Berman's body through a written note. What I did say, what I did not say out loud, or perhaps I said very softly, is they'll all think I killed them all, of course. And that was said by Durst himself. Durst also said that he subscribed to HBO just to watch the show and that after he saw the fifth episode, he took a gun and fled to New Orleans with the plan to shoot himself. Of course, he did. He also pretty much said that. He also maintained his innocence, saying he did not kill Susan Berman, but also admitted that if he had, he would lie about it. <clears throat> and, of course, he also said that there as well. Durst's trial has been delayed multiple times since he was arrested the day before the finale of the Jinx aired in March of 2015. Durst previously went to court in Texas over the murder of his neighbor, Morris Black, but was acquitted when the court found that he had killed and dismembered Black in self-defense. Durst's wife, Kathleen McCormack, disappeared in 1982. So, who, who, of course, who knows what we need to believe here, folks, but... uh, uh, well, we'll definitely keep our eye on the story right here. Our next story right here, Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday. 
as Dennis Villanueva is optimistic that Dune Part 2 will happen. While there is no guarantee that Dennis Villanueva's Dune follow-up will happen, the director says he's very optimistic about his chances. Villanueva spoke with Total Film per Games Radar and confirmed that while the green light is not guaranteed for the second film, the studios are fully behind it and would take a spectacular failing at the box office to not happen. Villanueva first clarified there's no such thing as Dune 1 and Dune 2, meaning that the two films are part of the same story. It's Dune Part 1 and Dune Part 2. He went on to say, of course, I don't know what the difference of that would mean, but anyway, he went on to say that both Warner Brothers and Legendary are fully on board and want the film to move forward. <clears throat> we have been hearing in the past few decades that it's not possible to adapt this book, and that it's an impossible task, he said. I think in the back of the, of the mind of the studio, it's still the same. So the first thing was to prove that there was a beautiful, popular movie that can exist, and I think that I proved that everybody at Warner Brothers and Legendary, they are 100% behind the project. They feel they would need a really bad outcome at the box office to not have a Dune Part 2 because they love the movie. They are proud of the movie. So they want the movie to move forward, and they still did, did half of it. So, you know, I'm very optimistic. Of course, Dune, the Dune currently out, currently stars Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin. Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Stephen McKinley Henderson, Zendaya, David Dasmoklin, Chang Chin, Sharon Duncan Brewster, with Charlotte Rampling, Jason Momoma, and Javier Bardem, and will be available in theaters and on HBO Max's ad-free plan starting on October 22nd. HBO Max also has a spin-off series called Dune the Sisterhood in the works with Diane Adumu John set the right showrun and executive produce. Dune is described, of course, as follows. A mythic and emotionally charged hero's journey, Dune tells the story of Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding who must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict in, over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential. Only those who can conquer their feel, fear will survive. So we'll keep you updated, of course, on this concerning, of course, the future of the uh, of Dune, obviously. Of course, uh, I don't see, but I don't see why what calling it Dune One and not calling it Dune One and Dune Two, but calling it Dune Part One and Dune Part Part Two. Uh, I don't see what would be the difference of that. But everybody here these days, if they want a project to get off the ground, they have to be very picky about it, I guess. Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, yesterday, as Kevin Feige says that we'll see as to whether the Eternals will be on Disney Plus. Kevin Feige has not has is not ready to confirm an exclusive theatrical release for Marvel's The Eternals. Feige was asked by Variety at the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings premiere about whether the Chloe Zhao-directed film will, will be seen in theaters 
or at home. In other words, that the film will get a Disney Plus premiere access release. And he kept things non-committal. He says, I think a theater would be my preference and Chloe's preference. We will see where we go with it. The Marvel Studios Studios president's response comes as pandemic cases are spiking and throwing things back into chaos. Marvel is giving Shang-Chi an exclusive theatrical release, but with three months left until Eternals, there are a lot of factors and that could come into play, forcing the film into a hybrid release. The film was directed by Chloe Zhao and stars Angelina Jolie, Gemma Chan, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden, and Kumal Nanjani, among others. It is set for a November 5th release date. Uh, Variety reports this on a Twitter account yesterday. Will fans be watching hashtag Eternals at home or at the theaters? I think a theater would be my preference and Chloe Zhao's preference. We will see where we go with it, says Kevin Feige. You can check out that tweet from Variety if you wish to, of course, read a little bit more about this. Ashish brought, uh, posted this story uh, yesterday as Larry David says that he was relieved after being disinvited from the Obama birthday party. Curb Your Enthusiasm creator Larry David said he was relieved after being disinvited from President Barack Obama's 60th birthday party. This was reported by the New York Times. David was one of the invited guests who got cut when Obama decided to scale the party back to only family and close friends. Larry David thought he was going to have to perform at the party and was trying to think about what routine he could come up with in three days. I was pretty glum when I finally called back. His assistant, David, said when he told me I was 86 from the party, I was so relieved. I screamed, thank you, thank you. He must have thought I was insane. Then I hung up the phone, poured myself a drink, and finished my crossword puzzle. So, but, of course, like I said, with, with obviously the pandemic situation, uh, spiking back up here of course obviously like i said when obama had his had his birthday gathering here he was going to have a big situation a big party and everything but because of the spike in the pandemic uh, he decided to scale it back to just uh close friends and family jeremy thomas posted this story yesterday as james gunn considered making superman the villain of the Suicide Squad. While it obviously didn't end up happening for a brief period of time, James Gunn considered making Superman the big bad of the Suicide Squad. Gunn appeared on the Script Apart podcast per Entertainment Weekly and revealed that at one point when he was working on the plot, he thought making the Man of Steel Task Force X's enemy. There was a time where I thought the Suicide Squad should fight Superman, said James Gunn, before saying it was only a brief thought before he settled on, <coughs> on Starro, who is one of his favorites. Starro is a character I love from the comics. He said, I think he's a perfect comic book character because he absolutely, he's absolutely ludicrous, but also very scary in his own way. What he does is scary. He used to scare the crap out of me when I was a child, putting those face huggers on Superman and Batman. So I thought he was one of the major Major, major DC villains that was probably never going to be put into another movie. And if they did, it had been a Black Cloud version of Starro, not a giant walking starfish, a kaju that's bright pink and cerulean blue, this ridiculously big, bright bad guy. 
Superman is referenced in the film as Idris Elba's blood sport is said to have been confined to Bell Reeve because he put Superman in the hospital with a kryptonite bullet. Beyond that, though, the character is persona non grata in the film. Gunn <clears throat> also knows that he pivoted quickly away from Superman because he thought, because when he was writing it, there was a lot of questions about where the DCEU was. You know, at the time, there were a lot of questions like, who is Superman in the DCEU? Is this movie outside of DCEU? And I just didn't want to deal with all with it all that much. Of course, the film is currently in theaters and available on HBO Max for the, for the rest, of course, of the month. So you can actually you can go to Spotify and listen to, of course, this interview from the Script Apart podcast um, when they when they interviewed, of course, direct the uh, um, um, when they when they, of course, obviously um, interviewed director James Gunn of the uh, spirit of the Suicide Squad. Henry Thomas also posted this story right here uh, on Monday as Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele talk Candyman's origins in a new featurette. Candyman finally arrives in theaters next weekend and a new featurette sees Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele discussing the film. Of course, the video is on this page if you want to look at it from Universal Pictures, which the director, the director and producer talk about the film's urban legend and telling stories through an African-American perspective. Candyman arrives on August 27th after several pandemic delays and stars Yaha Abdul-Mateen, Tiana Paris, Coleman Domingo, Vanessa Estelle-Williams, Nathan Stewart, Jarrett, Rebecca Spence, and Tony Todd. Directed by DaCosta is described as follows. For as long as residents can remember, the housing projects of Chicago's Cabrini-Green neighborhood were terrorized by a a word-of-mouth ghost story about a supernatural killer with a hook or a hand easily summoned by those daring to repeat his name five times into a mirror, reads the official hypnosis. In the present day, a decade after the last of the Cabrini, the Cabrini Towers were torn down, visual artist Anthony McCoy and his partner, gallery director Brianna Cartwright, moving to a luxury loft condo in Cabrini, now gentrified beyond recognition and inhabited by upwardly mobile millennials. Excuse me about that, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday as Lestat has been cast for AM, the AMC series based on the movie Interview with the Vampire. AMC have found, has found their rock star vampire casting the role of Lestat D. Lioncourt for their Interview with the Vampire series. AMC announced this on Friday that Sam Reed, the hunting... And the, from the movies The Hunting and the Astronaut Wives Club will play the role of Lestat in the eight-episode series that is set to arrive in 2022. Lestat was famously played by Tom Cruise in Neil Jordan's 1994 film and is the vampire who turns the titular undead Lewis, played by Brad Pitt in the film. The show <clears throat> excuse me, is being written by Roland Jones, who will showrun it. Also, Jones, Mark Johnson, Anne Rice, and Christopher Rice are executive producers 
for the series, which is described, of course, as follows. The story begins in the present day where a centuries-old vampire, Louis de Pointe du Lac, narrates his life to a reporter, starting with, with when Lestat de Lioncourt turned him into a vampire before going into their life together. AMC acquired the rights to the Rice's Vampire Chronicles and Mayfair Witches properties, and the reporters had to develop multiple shows from the books. AMC Plus posted this on their Twitter account, Evil is a point of view, we are immortal. Introducing, of course, Sam Reed as Lestat de Lioncourt in an interview with a vampire based on Anne Rice's best-selling novel. It is coming in 2022 to AMC Plus. So we'll definitely... We'll, we'll definitely, of course, obviously, of course, keep it. We'll obviously, of course, uh, keep you apprised about how, of course, that all proceeds. But if you ever saw that movie, ladies and gentlemen, you also got to see um, a young Kirsten Dunst, uh, who was also turned into, as a little girl who was turned into a vampire as well. And uh, it was very, very wicked there indeed back in the day. Like I said, from. You know, I mean, I haven't heard about that movie since, like, since it came out, like they said, 1994. But, of course, it was a very wicked one, to say the least. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday. As American Horror Story Double Feature Part 1 trailer does tease something about seaside monsters. The trailer for the first part of American Horror Story Double Feature is here. And it, well, it, has, it has said some serious shiny meats. Kahulu Mythos Vibes FX has released a trailer for the first part titled Red Tide, which premieres on August 25th. You can check it out right here on this page. The trailer centers on Finn Whitrock's character, a writer dealing with writer's block, who moves his family, including his pregnant wife, played by Lily Rabe, and young daughter, played by Ryan Kiera Armstrong, to the picturesque small town of Provincetown, Massachusetts, hoping to change the locale will inspire his writing. The trailer shows that the town has some creepy things going on, and the young family is soon in deep trouble as Whitrock's character starts to lose it. Body parts end up on the beach, and monsters are breaking in through the windows. You can see American Horror Story regulars Evan Peters, Leslie Grossman, Francis Conroy, Billy Lord, and Angelica Ross in the trailer, along with franchise newcomer Macaulay Culkin. Of course, as you know, the sadly is the same one, of course, obviously from the Home Alone movies from a long time ago. This year's American Horror Story is themed double feature and will feature two separate stories. But, but of course, obviously, uh, you can, like I said, you can go on, you can go on this page where the story is and check out that trailer. Like I said, this looks kind of, once again, something looks kind of creepy there, folks. So if you're into, like I said, the horror, if you're in that horror stuff, then like I said, you'll definitely love this, of course, indeed. Our next story here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story back on Sunday as FX on Hulu renews American Horror Stories for a second season. FX is going on another help of American Horror Stories Renewing the show for a second season, FX on Hulu announced at the summer TCA virtual press tour that the American Horror Story spinoff is coming back for a second run. The anthology series is created by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, like the Mothership series 
and is a weekly anthology series which tells a different story every episode. The show has been warmly received by viewers and according to FX, is the most successful launch of any FX on Hulu series to date. You're a horror fan, that is. It is set to premiere season finale game over this Thursday. So tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, it will be on FX on Hulu if you, if you have access to that. And one more quick story here before we go to our pop culture history and birthdays. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story here um, back on Sunday as well. As Henry Cavill, of course, Cavell, of course, best best known, of course, for playing Superman, was told that he wasn't lean enough to play James Bond. Henry Cavill once had a screen test to play James Bond, but the actor recently revealed he, he was told he wasn't lean enough for the role. Cavill spoke with Insider for a new interview and said that when he auditioned for the role at 21 for the movie Casino Royale, director Mark Campbell told him that he should lean up the test for that kind of role. Cavill said that the words came not from a place of body shaming, but rather good-naturedly mentorship and guidance. He noted it was his tough love way of saying, look, mate, you're in a Bond screen test. Next time you come to a screen test, really focus hard on making sure you lean up if it's for something like Bond. And I wasn't by any means chubby, but I was probably overweight for taking my shirt for taking my shirt off on camera. Cavill was one of two final actors up for the role alongside Daniel Craig. Cavill was Campbell's choice, but the producers wanted a somewhat older Bond, and Craig won the role. Craig is set to make his final appearance as Bond in No Time to Die, which will be out on October on October the eighth. And who knows, maybe maybe he might have another opportunity at it sometime down the road. You never know here, folks. So there you have it there, folks, with, of course, your uh, um, with your pop culture uh, news and views there. We do thank our friends at 411 Mania, as well as, of course, the Amazon Echo Doc will provide those stories here, of course, here to us tonight. 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141387-POUND. This is, of course, episode number 267 of WCW US Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021, 6.51 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. WCW US, Chad Hinshaw, of course, here with you. The rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, getting themselves well prepped here, I'm sure, for tonight's edition of Revolution, episode number 1030, which will pop up, of course, at 9 o'clock here, of course, tonight. As, of course, we will, in addition, talk about any, of course, wrestling news and views out there. John and John and Justin will definitely be bringing us their, of course, uh, uh, their, 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 their pieces, of course, of wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about, of course, what happened with some of the results that took place from last night's edition of NXT. We'll also work on trying to get some of the results in for uh, tomorrow night's, uh, I mean, for tonight's uh, edition of AEW, let you know what some of the stuff that did take place here, of course, as well, plus some other, plus some other uh, wrestling, uh, wrestling-related stuff here, of course, other stories coming out here, of course, as well. So be sure to listen in on episode number 1030 of Revolution, coming up here tonight at nine o'clock, one three eight zero five five pound, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com, of course. The mothership, of course, of the WCWS radio network. 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's now check out some, speaking of your pop culture history and birthdays, let's check out, of course, our page, of course, that's got some on tap. As we said, of course, we have some general pop culture here for you, as well as, of course, uh, pop culture history in, in the form of uh, moments from movies, television, music, and also sports. Uh, your general pop culture first on this date in 1737, the first public admittance to the Salon de Paris art expedition at the Louvre in Paris. On this date in 1838, United States exploring expedition headed by Charles Wilkes departs for the Pacific Ocean and Antarctica. On this date in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson issues the Proclamation of Neutrality. On this date in 1919, the Anti-Cigarette League of America forms in Chicago. On this date in 1920, <clears throat> 22-year-old Representative Harry T. Byrne is deciding vote in Tennessee in Tennessee's and thus America's ratification of the 19th Amendment to the Constitution allowing women's suffrage after a letter from his mother. And on this date in 1940, the Battle of Britain, uh, the air battle known as the Hardest Day occurs. Luftwaffe lose approximately 69 aircraft and the Royal Air Force lose 68 in one of the largest ever air battles. Um, get your preview, of course, on movies, some movies and television. Here, one moment here on the state in 1926, a we the weather map is televised for the very first time. And today in sports, on this day in 2008, Belarus's weightlifter on on Andrei on Andrei let's see Andrei Aram now breaks three world records for the snatch, clean, and jerk, and total on the way to on the way to winning the men's 150 kilogram gold medal at the Beijing Olympics. On a day in 1868, French astronomer Pierre Janssen discovers helium in a solar spectrum during an eclipse. Uh, some moments here, of course, here in uh, uh, some, some uh, birthdays here, of course, here today here, folks. Let's take a look at some right here. Let's see here. They would have been the 271st birthday of Antonio Salieri. Also today would have been the 247th birthday of Meriwether Lewis, which I believe was the Lewis in uh, Lewis and Clark, who, of course, made that trek to go out west, of course, along with Indian, the Indian princess Sacagawea. Today would have been the 121st birthday of Vijaya Lashimi Pandit. She passed away in 1990. Um, Antonio Saliri, by the way, passed away in 1825, and Meriwether Lewis passed away in 1809. But uh, Miss Pandit passed away on this date in 1990. Uh, today, also, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the, uh, let's see. Would have been the 101st birthday of actress Shelley Winters. She sadly passed away in 2006. 
And today also would have been the 87th birthday of baseball great Roberto Clemente. Uh, he passed away in 1972. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy 85th birthday to legendary actor Robert Redford. And we have several inter- several good birthdays, of course, popping up here, of course, here in a little while. On this date, in, I mean, tomorrow, of course, and we'll bring those here, too. On this day in 1817, a 60- to 70-foot sea serpent sightings reported offshore in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Of course, a lot of people obviously said uh, it could have been something similar to the Loch Ness Monster over in Scotland, but nothing I don't think was ever really confirmed, but. Some famous weddings on this date in 1572, Henry of Navarre, later Henry IV of France, marries Margaret of Valois in Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris in an attempt to make truce between Catholics and Protestants, but prompts St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre days later. On this date in 1782, Romantic Age poet and artist William Blake, who was 24 at the time, Marries Catherine Boucher, who was 19 at the time, in St. Mary's Church in, in, Battersea, in Battersea in London. And on the stage in 1918, the Italian tenor Enrico Caruso, who was 45 at the time, marries a socialite Dorothy Benjamin, who was 25 at the time. One divorce to speak of on the stage in 1954, uh, actress Susan Hayward, who was 37 at the time, divorces actor Jess Baker of Barker, I'm sorry, who was 42 at the time after only nine years of marriage. Uh, some passings here. Genghis Khan died on this day in 1227. Walter Chrysler, which I would hope, I would, I would, I wish I would pretty much would assume had something to do, I'm sure, with the Chrysler line of cars. Passed away on this date in 1940. Frederick Ashton passed away on this date in 1988. And Kofi Annan, who I believe was an ambassador here not not too long ago, passed away on this date only three three years ago in 2018. And let's see if we have any, any other here to know. Okay. Now let's go to your, let's go to your, of course, movies and Let's go to your movies and television history and birthdays here. On this day in 1926, as we said, the weather map is televised for the very first time. On this day in 1958, a couple moments in 1958, actress Betsy Palmer joins the panel on the Today Show, and also a TV game show scandal investigation officially starts. On the day, 1967, WCBS Radio New York City goes goes into nothing but all goes to an all news uh, channel. On the day, 1972, the fourth San Diego Comic Con International opens at the El Cortez Hotel. On the day, 1981, comedian legendary comedian Jerry Lewis appears on the talk show Donahue to defend his uh, telethon. On this day, 1986, John Tesh makes his first appearance ever on, of course, Entertainment Tonight. And on this day, 2018, 
uh, actress uh, Priyanka uh, Chopra and singer Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers confirmed their engagement with an engagement party in Mumbai, India. Uh, today, like it's like I said, uh, like I said, would have been the 101st birthday of Sherry, Shelley Winter. She passed away in 2006. Also, happy 88th birthday to legendary director Roman Polanski, and happy 85th birthday to legendary actor Robert Redford. Some passings here on the state. On state 1683, Charles Hart, who was a Shakespearean actor of British descent, passes away. We have no idea as to how old he was. I want to say in 1889, Jacques Damala, whose real name was Aristides Damalas, he was a military officer and actor of Greek descent, but dies from an overdose at the age of 34. I want to say in 1952, Ralph Bird, who was an actor from right here in America, who did the Dick Tracy TV show and also SOS Coast Guard, dies from a heart attack at the age of 43. And I want to say in 1962, Cleo Ridgely, who was a silent screen actress, who was in I Remember Mama, passed away at the age of 68. A notable wedding took place on this date, on this date in 1932. Actress Betty Davis, who was 24 at the time. Mary's musician, Harmon Nelson, who was 25 at the time. On this date in 2005, model and former Playboy playmate Kylie Bax, who was 30 at the time. Mary's photographer, Spiros Poros in Delos, Greece. On this day in 2011, American Idol's first ever blind finalist, Scott McIntyre, who was 26 at the time, marries Christina Telch, or Teach, I'm sorry, in Scottsdale, Arizona. On this day in 2012, Grant's, Grant, Grant Show, best known for the show Melrose Place, who was 50 at the time, marries, the, marries uh, Catherine Lanasa, who was a former ballet dancer, was also in the movie The Campaign. She was 45 at the time at the Oak Grove at Ribbit Tree and Plant Nursery in Topanga, California. And also in the state 2012, uh, Tashina Arnold, best known for being on the TV shows Martin and Everybody Hates Chris, uh, who was 43 at the time, marries Rico Hines in Honolulu, Hawaii. And as we said, 1954, Susan Hayward divorces Jess Barker after nine years of marriage. Let's see here. Okay. Let's go to your music history and birthdays here now. Um, on this day in 1949, Ralph Flanagan and his orchestra records You're Breaking My Heart. On this day in 1956, Elvis Presley's Hound Dog and Don't Be Cruel reached number one in the charts. On this day in 1960, the Beatles give their first public performance at the Indra Club in Hamburg. I believe that's in Germany, I believe. I want to say in 1964, the Beatles arrive in San Francisco. It is their second visit to, un to the United States. I want to say in 1967, the Rolling Stones released the single, We Love You. I want to say in 1969, Mick Jagger accidentally shot while filming Ned Kelly. I want to say in 1972, police find Paul and Linda McCartney $800 in, in Sweden uh, cannabis possession. And I'll say 1973 drummer Gene Cooper, Cooper plays for the final time with the Benny Goodman Quartet. As we said on this date, uh, uh, like I said, today is the birthday of Antonio Saleri. Uh, I 
he passed he was born in 1750 he passed away in 1825. some notable passings today in music on his 1613 giovanni artrusi who was a composer of italian descent we don't know how old he was unfortunately on his day in 1811 johann heinrich zang who was a composer and organist of german descent passed away at the age of 78. On his day in 1853, Peter Lichenthal, who was a composer, passed away at the age of 73. And on his day in 1894, William Charles LeVay, who was a conductor and composer of Irish descent, passed away at the age of 57. Uh, some notable weddings here, as we said, 1918, as we said, Enrico Caruso marries Dorothy Benjamin. On say 1932, we did say Betty Davis marries musician Harmon Nelson. On say 1979, Nick Lowe marries singer Carlene Carter. On say 1984, Duran Duran keyboardist Nick Rhodes, who was 22 at the time, marries Des Moines department store heiress Julie Ann Friedman, who was 25 at the time, at London at the London Registrar's office. And as we said, of course, on this day in 2012, Grant Show from the show Melrose Place. Marries Catherine Lanasa, who was an actress from the movie The Campaign and also a former ballet dancer in Topanga, California. That's all we got there. Now let's go to your sports history and birthdays here. I want to say in 1886, Carr, Carr Baker Neal and Samuel Neal win the U.S. Excuse me, win the United States Lawn Tennis Association doubles. On the state in 1914, Swiss track and road bicycle racer Oscar Egg sets new hour world record of 44.247 kilometers at the outdoor velodrome Buffalo in Paris. Record stands until 1933. On the state in 1915, Braves Field opens in Boston to see Braves beat St. the St. Louis Cardinals 3 to 1. On the state in 1920, is the first class cricket debut of Walter Hammond. On his day in 1922, PGA Championship Men's Golf at the Oakmont Country Club, 20-year-old U.S. Open champion Gene Sarazen defeats Emmett French 4-3 and three in the final. On this day in 1923, U.S. National Championship Women's Tennis in, at Germantown Country Club in, in Pennsylvania, Helen Wills Moody beats Mala Burstett Mallory, Mallory 6261 for her first of seven U.S. singles crowns. On say 1923, a couple moments here. The Australasian Championships took place in Brisbane, Australia, the first of women's. Margaret Molesworth retains title, beats Esna Boyd 6175. And the men's Pat O'Hara Wood wins his second Australasian title, beats fellow Australian Bert St. John. Six one six one six three. Uh, today, as we said, of course, would have been the um, let's see, would have been the eighty seventh birthday of baseball great Roberto Clemente. Like I said, he passed away in nineteen uh, seventy two, and Walter Chrysler um, passed away on this date in nineteen forty. And also, ladies and gentlemen, on the state in 2013, pro surfer Bethany Hamilton, who was 23 at the time, marries her boyfriend Adam Dirks in Kauai, Hawaii. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, with your pop culture, history, and birthday report here, of course, tonight. 
you'll be hearing, of course, some more of that from, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, at the beginning of tonight's episode of Revolution. And also, of course, some more, also, of course, from the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, at the end of tonight's episode of Revolution here tonight. But you can always catch Justin's uh, um, wrestling, uh, uh, wrestling history report on WCWS Fan Empire. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Appreciation. And also you can ch- check out his pop culture report on WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Entertainment. Now, ladies and gentlemen, nine minutes after seven here, of course, is on Wednesday, August 18, 2021. Let's get you underway here. We got four quick wrestling stories we're going to bring you here, and we will read these same stories um, on tonight's episode of Revolution, by the way. Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as the early betting odds on expected first opponents for CM Punk and Brian Danielson in AEW, and, of course, more right here. As you know, Brian Danielson, of course, obviously Daniel Bryan. It's highly expected that former WWE superstar CM Punk will be making his AEW debut later this Friday, later this week on Friday at uh, AEW Rampage. And also Brian Danielson, of course, as you know, also knows Daniel Bryan, will be AEW bound as well. Bet Online has now released various betting odds on who will be booked as the first opponents for the WWE, former WWE World Champions. And, you can, and I will read them, of course, here, right here. First off here is CM Punk, of course. The odds right now, Darby Allen, 1-2. to two. Daniel Bryan himself, 11-4. to four. Christian Cage, 15-4. to four. Orange Cassidy, 6 out, well, I meant to say 6 out of 1. Matt Hardy, 7 out of 1. Jericho and Cody Rhodes, both 8 out of 1. Jungle Boy, 9 out of 1. And Sting, 10 out of 1. Uh, Daniel Bryan's. Of first possible first opponents, CM Punk seven 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 out of four, Kenny Omega nine out of two, Darby Allen five out of one, Sting five out of one, MJF six out of one, Jericho and Sammy Guevara seven out of one, Orange Cassidy eight out of one, Cody Rhodes nine out of one, uh, Jungle Boy Lance Archer, Penta L zero M. 10 out of 1, Eddie, and of course, Eddie Kingston and Pac, 12 out of 1. Additionally, some early betting odds are also available for next month's AEW All Out card. Uh, Kenny Omega, of course, versus Christian Cage. Kenny Omega, minus 375, 4 out of 15. Christian Cage, plus 240, 12 out of 5. And also the match between Andrade, Ellie Dolo, and Pac. I got Andrade, minus 185 out of 9. And Pac plus 147 out of five. So apparently they're expecting Kenny Omega to retain the AEW World Title, and they're expecting Andrade to defeat Pac. But we'll definitely, of course, keep our eyes on what will happen at that pay-per-view. Sorry about that. Joseph Lee posted this story today as Seth Ad- Rollins talks about John Cena mentioning Dean Ambrose during a promo on SmackDown last week. In an interview with Sportskedia, Seth Rollins spoke about his reaction to John Cena mentioning Dean Ambrose during a promo on last week's SmackDown. Cena brought up Ambrose while mentioning Roman Reigns' days in The Shield. Rollins says, I had a good chuckle about it. John likes to cross the lines occasionally. If you look at his history of promos in the ring, 
especially his face-to-face promos headed into big matches. He likes to cross the line. He's got to do his thing. He wants to use my mouth to fit his narrative, and that's fine. That's his prerogative. I would do the same thing if I was in, if I was in his position with his name. That's the nature of the business. That's how we sell tickets, and that's how we get people like you talking. So I appreciate the question, but I'm, only, I'm the only one who has Seth Rollins' fate in his hands, so to speak. <clears throat> Our next story right here, Joseph Lee posted this story right here. As Chris Jericho says that the group known as 2.0 have officially signed with AEW. During the latest episode of Talk is Jericho, Chris Jericho noted in his introduction of 2.0 that the team have signed with AEW. He said that the interview took place before they signed and made their AEW debut, which happened two weeks ago. He noted that he originally did the interview as a favor to Kevin Owens. AEW has yet to publicly confirm that the pair, who used to be, of course, Ever-Rise in WWE, have actually joined the roster and become All Elite, as they usually do when someone signs a written deal. Jeremy Thomas posted this story that came out yesterday. As WWE settles a sh- settles shareholder lawsuits over Saudi Arabia, Arabia deal allegations. WWE's legal battles with their shareholders over allegedly misleading them about various points, including their Saudi Arabia deal, have been settled. WWE filed an SEC form noting that the company has settled eight lawsuits by various shareholders who alleged that the company made false statements, failed to disclose facts, and more, partially in regard to their negotiations for a TV deal in Saudi Arabia. As had been reported, the company came to an agreement on a settlement for $39 million back in November with the city of Warren Police and Fire Retirement System. This new settlement is with a variety of other groups, and of course you can see the SEC filing, of course, right here on this page. Of course, if I, and we won't have, we won't go read the entire process. If you want to, of course, go on here and read the story, you can go to 411mania.com and pull up this story right here. But it is, of course, uh, it is, of course, a very unique uh, situation, of course, indeed. On that note here, folks, I want to thank you very much here for joining us here tonight for episode number 267 of WCWS Outside the Ropes, of course. Be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, here on Facebook. Um, as we continue to post different things on there every single day. And also, <clears throat> be sure to join us for a Revolution episode number 1030. Of course, coming up here, this. Coming up here, of course, coming up here in about, uh, uh, looks like about another hour and 45 minutes. Uh, and, of course, we'll talking about your wrestling news and views, your history and birthdays. And also, of course, <clears throat> We'll talk about what happened with NXT last night, as well as we'll give you some results about AEW. And also, of course, we'll do a little bit of talking about the, of course, what's coming up here this weekend, obviously, with SummerSlam on Saturday. And also, of course, NXT TakeOver 36, of course, here on Sunday. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to stay safe out there, of course, as this pandemic, of course, is obviously still weighing in on everyone here. So we want you to definitely, of course, play it safe. 
but take care, of course, here as well, and look after your loved ones here, of course, continue to pray for those, you know, dealing with this whole, dealing with this entire situation like we all are, and like I said, take every precaution that you feel, of course, is necessary. Until then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCW US Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks. We'll talk at your own revolution at 9 o'clock. Have a good evening there, folks, and please stay safe. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.